0: Theology Coach Podcast, Sarah. Kristen. Sarah. And Cheedy, because cheaty is there.
1: Cheaty's right
0: here about that. <laughs> um, so we're just going to jump right in. I think that's the sort of the best way to go here. Because we've got some good stuff and I want to try and get it to as much as possible. The first thing we're going to talk about is a letter that was submitted to Ask Emily of the Cut. Do you have a queued up... In front do. of do. Could you read this letter?
1: I could. Here there we go. go. Dear Emily, After many years of struggle, I recently published my latest novel. Great news! It's a hit. Well, it's not a massive hit, but it has gotten very good reviews, it has won a few awards, and it has sold more copies than both of my other books combined. With all these wonderful things happening for my career, I know I shouldn't dwell on the negativity that I have received on the internet, but I can't help it. There's been so much viciousness toward the book, some of it quite personal, on Twitter, Goodreads, Amazon, and a couple other corners of the internet. All of the hatred has driven me to tears more than once. Through it all, my husband, who's also a writer, has been very supportive He was by my side during the long and arduous writing process, happily clinked champagne glasses with me as the book started to draw attention and accolades he could never dream of for himself, and patiently held the camera while I recorded my promotional TikToks. More importantly, he has held my hand and comforted me through all of the online harassment, and I couldn't have done this without him. Or so I thought. For reasons too complicated to get into here, I am starting to strongly suspect that my beloved has been using an array of anonymous accounts to post some of the most negative and cruel comments about my book. In fact, I believe he may be the main source of hatred that has been directed toward me, likely driven by jealousy that I have achieved something that he never could. Unfortunately, I'm only about 85% certain that I'm correct. In the past, our our marriage suffered when my husband discovered that I was snooping on his computer and in his private things. And I know that if I were to confront him about my suspicions, he would accuse me of invading his privacy once again. Although this is not the case, I would have great difficulty explaining myself. But lately, I can't even look at him without feeling sick to my stomach at the thought of what he might be writing about me in my book. I've even fantasized about hiring a private investigator to discover the truth. I can't go on like this. What should I do?
0: Um. <clears throat> first of all, that line about <laughs> he's getting reviews. She's getting reviews that he could never dream of.
1: Right.
0: Ouch. Like, I mean, ouch.
1: I'm so glad you said that because as I was reading this, I was like, I bet a lot of people hate this person.
0: I was just gonna say, <laughs> she talks about this online, like the the, the this online drama and the, the you know the nastiness and how it gets personal. Oh, tell me more. I mean,
1: well, but also, like, which is it? Is it are you getting accolades? Is your book a success your husband could never dream of, or are you a victim of mean people on the internet? <laughs> which yeah. is it? So, when
0: it gets personal, I want to know why. I want to know why. I want to, I definitely want to know more (laughs) about this. There's, there's, and you know what I'm going to say here. What are you going to say? If this is real. Yeah, I wondered if this was written by Emily herself. Right? I wondered the same thing because Emily, Emily is, she's a writer, she's an author.
1: Yeah, and who's she married to? I can't remember. Should we look it up? I think yeah. Let's pause because I, as I recall, it's a more successful author. Hold on.
0: So this was a this was this took a second. <laughs> we looked up Emily Gould. Yeah, and it says in personal life, Gould is from a Jewish family and has been married to the novelist Keith Gessen since October two thousand fourteen. Uh huh. They live in Brooklyn, New York. In two thousand twenty two, she she was diagnosed. With bipolar disorder. Okay. Um, so now we all know Emily Gould from Gawker. Emily Gould used to write for Gawker. we do. And she was kinda, know her she was a little bit of an it girl. She was controversial as well. So yeah. now I'm starting to put the pieces together.
1: Okay. <laughs> now, I, don't necessarily, I, we'll I,
0: I don't know if this is true. Yeah. I don't know if this story is true. I do, however, think that she, that she, I think she wrote this letter. Whether it's true or not, I, I don't know. Right, but this sounds like her. <laughs> this, sounds- I mean, I
1: sure do want to know which author this is. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm dying but oh, oh, wrote oh,
0: oh, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Page six, October twenty-six, two thousand twenty-three. Okay, Emily Gould and Keith gesson call off divorce call off divorce okay yes. uh let's see page six here is that brownstone power couple emily gould and keith gesson who announced their divorce last october have decided to stay together after all almost yeah. exactly a year ago we reported that the one time on terrible am i am i pronouncing that correctly sure yep uh, a it. gawker and novelist gesson were involved in a messy split now it seems they're back on, and have even bought a new ring to make it reofficial. Making matters a trifle awkward, Gould had asked her newsletter readers for $20,000 to fund the divorce. Ah! What? <laughs>
1: this messy bitch! This messy bitch!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which makes us... <laughs> Which makes us wonder what happens to the cash now that they're back to wedded bliss. I
1: wonder that too.
0: Me too. <laughs> me too. Uh let's see. Can they go back together? On Thursday, Gould Gould told us I return the money newsletter readers donated unless they specifically asked me not to.
1: I bet a lot of people did that.
0: <laughs> in the same edition of Can't Complain, Gould wrote that she was taking an infinite hiatus from hetero marriage and monogamy they are they are a trap for women full stop the hex education author wrote sometimes a trap can be cozy mine was until it wasn't we asked her thursday if given the news of their reunion she had since revised her view of hetero monogamy or simply decided to return to her cozy trap (laughs) well we just went to a lot of couples therapy she told us a profile of Gould 41 and Gessen 48 in New York Magazine in May 2022 hinted at difficulties in the marriage. Ooh, I think we just found out what we're going to be Googling next. The piece, which was part of the promotion for Gessen's third book, Raising Rafi the First Five Years, uh-huh. said the couple was battling creative territorialism and envy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you don't say. And it suggested they were tight for money. The book explored the couple's experiences raising their oldest child. Gould had previously written about how their relationship was shaken shortly before their wedding when Gessen revealed that he had donated sperm to his sibling's partner who had become pregnant. His sibling is the author, M-
1: Masha Gessen. Exactly. I was so glad that came up because I was going to mention like if I, yeah. If I if I managed to score Keith Gessen, I'd never let him go. I don't care what he did to me. <laughs> Are you serious? Why? Yeah. That family? Oh my God! You're never going to shake me, Keith Gessen. Good luck.
0: <laughs> so, um, uh, they, they, there was a, an issue of envy in their relationship. Yeah. So this feels like so this little column of hers this feels personal you know what it does yeah it really does um let's see if can you read the comments are there comments on this show 26 Um... comments hold on hold on hold on show 26 comments why can't i get to the comments yeah i don't see them either there is there's 26 comments i know but it won't load them for me yeah it won't load for me let's see who let's let's read her response. Who boy, where do I even start with this michigas? If I hadn't verified that this story is real,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would not believe it. Before you do anything, you have a def- you have to definitively know what you're dealing with here. So the first order of business before you do anything rash is snoop away, invade his privacy. Invade it until you find out whether your eighty-five percent certainty is a hundred percent or zero percent well-founded. I would normally never suggest doing this, but in this case, you really need to know whether your husband is harassing you online and poking. You would around,
1: always suggest doing this because you used to work for Gawker, right?
0: And poking and poking around his laptop yourself makes way more sense than hiring a private investigator. If you find out that your husband has created a bunch of anonymous accounts to criticize you in your book, you have to confront him about it. If he do not
1: you don't have to
0: if he denies it and you have incontrovertible proof your marriage is to put it bluntly fucked there is no coming back from doing something like what he's done if he doesn't have any remorse about doing it that's sociopathic behavior in fact i wouldn't even confront him until you're you've gone ahead and siphoned money from joint accounts and found a safe place to stay for a while until you find something more permanent this is I mean, game... I agree with
1: that.
0: Yes, this is game over level betrayal. Like, if he poisoned your dog or had sex with your sister, it's like he poisoned your dog and had sex with your sister, then lied about it. You'll have to immediately get, away, <laughs> get as far away from him as possible. Take out a restraining order. There's no telling what a man who spends that much time on Goodreads is capable of. If he admits to his crimes and shows remorse, your path is more complicated. Can you ever forgive him? It's more like he accidentally ran over your dog and tongue-kissed your sister. Blah, blah. Only you know how much work you're willing to put into mending your relationship. Uh, Let's see. Of course, you might find that your fears are unfounded. That could be where the real work starts. Beyond the reasons you say are too complicated to get into, have you thought deep down about why he would do this? If you're even suspecting that your husband is capable of this level of treachery, something is really off between you two. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Uh, And it needs to be addressed, ideally in counseling. Oh, like the counseling you were in? I mean, she, okay, it's this. She definitely wrote
1: every word of this. She fucking wrote every word of this. It's (laughs)
0: absolutely her and her fucking husband. Yeah. It's based on something her and her husband went through. Uh, Let's see. You also need to focus, and I know this is hard, on avoiding the online hate. I know the allure of name searching yourself on Twitter and reading zero good star reviews and the like. I've done it all. Right when Twitter was first a thing in 2009, I could kill a whole day just rolling around in all the nasty shit people said online about me in my first book. Luckily, I've grown up a little bit since then and I'm much better able to control my own impulses. Recognizing that self-destructiveness is what drives you to look at Goodreads in the first place um, might be the first step towards change. It's normal to be curious about how your book is being perceived by readers and critics, but at a certain point, the wiser course is to back away from the screen for the sake of self-preservation. Haters, as they say, are going to hate, and what haters do is none of your business. Preoccupying yourself with this is a complex form of procrastination. Preoccupying yourself with this is, uh, oh, it's not going to get you any closer to any of your goals, which I assume include starting another book. In the words of my friend Jamie Attenberg, best-selling author of, most recently, A Thousand Words. In terms of dealing with online hate, if you go looking for it, you'll find it. So I'd stop looking and just enjoy your success for a second. Yeah, uh, so this whole thing is about Emily Gould's fucking marriage, and if mm. she thinks people haven't figured that out, boy, is she dumb.
1: <laughs> like I think she just, you know, she just needed a, an outlet for this, right? She needed to write about this and get it all out. Because, nope. like, there's no way she's saying these things to her husband, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to siphon money from our accounts and count down the days till I can escape. Like, there's there's no way you're putting that out there. And it's Emily Gould, so she can't keep it to herself.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. If if this is, either way, she either made this up and it's loosely based on something in their marriage
1: or this is this is her. Yeah, I mean, I think both people in the marriage need to um, chill the fuck out. Right. Because... Listen. Neither,
0: neither of you is Masha, okay? Uh, but also, uh, listen, Carrie and Berger, and we saw how that worked. <laughs> right? Like, the way she just pick, 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 picked at him, and you could see his ego and self-esteem taking a hit from her yeah because she was dumb how many books
1: does she have oh look three and how many have you read zero right <laughs> how many have i read zero <laughs> how many of masha Gessen's books have i read
0: all of no, them excuse me <laughs> um let's see how many books it looks like
1: she's written quite a few okay i don't i don't know who her audience is i just can't imagine
0: oh yeah that's that's not a book she was just sort of part of that book
1: i mean like emily gould for the the uninitiated um it's just like like emily gould makes me understand when gen z says millennials are cringe She's just, like, the very definition of, like, oh, I was relevant in 2010, and I can't let it go. (laughs) And I'm not evolving. I'm not improving. Just look at me back in 2010. Yeah. She really does seem
0: kind of stuck, maybe. Yeah, Uh, well, and she does this whole, like, personal essay thing, which... Yeah, she was really, she was the pre-Mandy Stattmiller, she was the pre-Julia Allison. Yeah. She was really kind of the first over-Sherry type in this niche. Oh, no, I will say Stephanie Klein was. I don't know if you know who that is. Mm, but No, I don't um, know. Well, I don't know, it sounds vaguely familiar, but I I don't know. Yeah, but she definitely helped kick off this trend, the the
1: navel-gazing yeah it's it's very of a moment and the moment has passed and no one is interested anymore right i'm sorry yeah (laughs) sorry like i i hope your friends are reading her you know your books and leaving nice reviews and stuff but like Mm -hmm. i just i don't i don't know anyone in the market for a novel or a book of personal essays about a woman in her early 40s who lives in a brownstone and is stuck in 2010 i like just we gotta move on (laughs) yeah emily it's not interesting let's see you can't make new york your whole personality for your whole life
0: wait a minute the lore of divorce february 14th 2024 seven years into my marriage i hit a breaking point since then i've had to decide whether life would be better Without my husband in it. Jesus fucking Christ.
1: What are we reading now?
0: This is an article she wrote February 14th of this of, year.
1: Of this, okay, this year.
0: And right. the lore of divorce. Seven years into my marriage, I hit a breaking point and had to decide whether my life would be better without my husband in it. And the summer. No, of-
1: you know why? Because you lose Masha. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, let me see. In the summer of 2002, I lost my mind. At first, it seemed I was simply overwhelmed. My husband, Keith, was preparing to publish a book Raising Rafi about our son, a book he'd written with my support and permission. Permission? Yeah. But that, as publication loomed, I began to have mixed feelings. To cope with the stress, I asked my psychiatrist to increase my dosage of the antidepressant. Da-da-da-da-da-da, da 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 everyone got COVID. I handed out cigarettes from a giant cello I had gone from smoking once or twice a Oh my God. Oh, let's see. I was a freelancer and Keith had a full-time job teaching journalism. We were incompatible in every way, except that we could talk to each other as we could to no one else. But that seemed beside the point. More relevant. I spent money like it was water, never budgeting, leaving Keith to make sure we made rent every month. Every few months would have a fight about this and I'd vow to change some system would be put in place but it never stuck we were headed for disaster and it finally came
1: so it sounds like her life would not be better without keith because yeah uh it sounds like she can't manage her life yeah <laughs> okay go ahead and blow it up though if you need something to write about like it's Wait. just all um, it's just it's just really giving hannah horvath
0: it really is and
1: like we left that character behind
0: Yeah, wait a minute. Our last fight happened after a long day spent at a wedding upstate. I'd been drinking, first spiked lemonade at lunch alone, and then boxed wine during the wedding reception, where I couldn't eat any food. It all contained wheat, and I have celiac disease. When we got back... It all contained wheat? All of it. I I guess... um, Hold on. When we got back late to the house where we were staying, I ordered takeout and demanded he go pick it up for me. Calling from the restaurant, he was incensed. Did I know how much my takeout order had cost? I hadn't paid attention as I checked boxes in the app, nor had I realized that our bank account was perilously low. I never looked at receipts or open statements. Not knowing this, I felt like he was actually denying me food, basic sustenance. It was the last straw. I packed a bag as the kids played happily with their cousins downstairs, then waited for the side of the road for a friend who lived nearby to come pick me up.
1: I have a question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. My question for you is: Yeah, who who has a serious dietary restriction, such as having celiac disease, or being a vegan, or keeping kosher, and anything like that? Right. That's mm-hmm. that's like pretty pretty restrictive, right? Accepts a wedding invite with no regard for the food on the menu. Who does that? I guess the same person who doesn't look at their own bank statements.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I imagine living with somebody like that, I I can imagine the How many
1: days would you last? (laughs) I'm giving it three for me. I
0: I just, like, expecting him to pay the rent and cover everything, and- Oh my god.
1: Manage your life.
0: Right. She (laughs) still seems incredibly like, immature.
1: Yeah, it's not cute. It's not cute at all.
0: No. Yeah. So Emily Gould, we see you. We know this letter is about you. Now let's talk about the topic at hand of like the husband writing these on the this online hate. Listen, based on what I'm hearing about their relationship, I totally believe one or the other would trash each other online. One hundred percent. Um
1: i think she would i, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything <laughs> about him
0: yeah i i could see her doing it. i could see her doing it i mean she's doing it now right, right? she's doing it now in these articles and in her responses and right. she's, like, just she's, under the she's writing of,
1: about the lure of divorce right like you could like you could publish something like this and still believe it's merely an option right like who in their right fucking mind <laughs> would continue to be married to someone when all they do is write about how miserable you're making them. Right. I mean like, I mean, I guess someone without dignity. But
0: also, hold on. Here's the thing. How are you gonna find out that he's doing it? Right. Like, let's sit and think that through. Cause this is this is like where my mind goes. Okay, so you take open me the on laptop. journey. All right. You open your laptop, you go to Goodreads.
1: Okay. Now what? <laughs> you go to uh, Yeah, now what? I mean, what do you do? Do you sort by recent well, no. high
0: to low? Here's what, what do you- I do. If I I'd, I'd, I'd look at all these uh, comments that you think are your husband and I would re- read through them and you need you need to like you you need to analyze these things. Look for similar grammar errors, look for similar just look for similarities. Yeah. Are they all the same? And a lot of times when you read it, I can remember like I would read um, comments from Gareth and I'm like, that's fucking Gareth. I know that voice. I know the the writing voice. Just like, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I know, you know, if you're a writer, you obviously know how to write in different voices, but go through these comments, find similarities. But how are you going to know? Like, are you going to write? Unless you go on his phone. It's interesting that she said Laptop right? Yeah. A laptop, yeah. not
1: phone. Okay. So you, you're you following the, like, auto-login train of thought? Is that where you're headed? Maybe. Well, there's auto-login on your phone. Yeah, but, I mean, it's usually tied to your fingerprint or your face. Maybe? I, I don't... You can't unlock... I mean, I don't know about your phone. I can't unlock my phone. Like, someone else's face can't unlock my phone. Right. At least that's what they tell me. (laughs) I haven't actually
0: tested it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Let's see. Did it... Yeah, so... Um... I, um
1: kind of just took from this that she's assuming her husband is the one trashing her online because of the nature of the the comments right because she says like oh they're they're personal mm-hmm. and i feel like probably nothing is more hurtful <laughs> than if your significant other is a fellow creator and they don't like or respect your work right yeah Like, they're going to have the most cutting criticisms. Yep. Yep. And that could have,
0: like, now is this just him being like vicious or is this him leaving an
1: honest review? And it's just, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. Because, I mean, it's possible he also just needs to blow off some steam. Right. Right? Because right. he's maybe trying to preserve the marriage and doesn't want to say to her like everything you write is Naval uh, gazing just trash. astonishingly self-involved. Right. And there is no there there. Right.
0: <laughs> because when she says personal, it's personal. It's online hate. Now, she said it, the, the book cre- created the, the online hate and that it was personal. So I'm wondering if it's something
1: to do with her relationship well chances are she wrote about her relationship in the book because that's what she writes about
0: right about
1: herself
0: here's the thing emily you sound insufferable and um the fact that your husband is still with you when you really just sound like kind of an albatross around his neck is uh, a mystery i don't even think my brain can
1: could figure out i mean Um, let me ask you this kristen do you think this is real i do now because this is but no here's here's what i'm getting at because this this is her persona right yeah her persona is oh i'm an online person and i'm i find myself in the middle of a witch hunt all i'm doing is being incendiary Mm -hmm. and yet i find myself (laughs) in the middle of a witch hunt lots of people are upset with me for upsetting them can but you believe here's, that yeah
0: I, I do emily here's the thing here's why i really believe it's real because she says if i hadn't verified that this story was real i would not
1: believe it no what i'm asking is is her husband in on it are they both playing a part because if she doesn't have you know miss miss gawker as her her whole shtick her whole gimmick mm-hmm. she's not relevant anymore right mm-hmm. her whole deal is like oh i'm this online provocateur and yeah i mean is is her husband playing into it because like sells more books keeps her in the news maybe like is see in on it
0: could be and listen this wouldn't be the first time because I, i've i've heard of this before where husband sure. and wives like they create this they're doing stuff together I've I've heard of it. I've heard of women getting their kids involved. I have that oh, yeah. that woman that's been like fucking harassing me on TikTok, Mindy. Mindy, she said that a troll page that was made about me um, was made by her son. Okay, I'm like why would you fucking admit that? But Ready? my point is, I don't want to divert. Is yeah, I absolutely believe that couples would be in on this together.
1: Yeah, I do. One hundred percent possible.
0: Yeah, I think it's very possible. Very possible. Um, so, and I don't know.
1: I guess that's really the best case scenario, right? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> otherwise, it sounds like they're both just miserable. Yeah. Like, oh, God. One broke. of them stuck Get in 2010. The other is stuck, I don't know, yeah. spending $200 on weird Thai food or whatever. Yeah, it's... Uh... I don't mean that Thai food is weird. I just mean... Whatever she ordered was obviously weird because it was expensive. Mm-hmm. Thai food is delicious, and now I want it. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: Moving on. Um, can we. Do you know who Barry Keoghan is or Barry? Co- I don't know how they pronounce his last name. Do you know the actor?
1: Um, I know the name. What was he in?
0: He was in. Uh, I don't know. He was in. He was nominated for an Oscar last year, and he's in Saltburn this year. He's the guy who's like that. They talk
1: about the the bathtub scene. I haven't seen Saltburn. Is it on Amazon? I don't know. Okay, yeah, I don't know what it's on. It's on. It's on some platform. I don't. Have.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what people like. Why people find him attractive? Because there's okay. just something about him. It, like I get a I get a bad vibe when I look okay. at him. Something about him just doesn't seem right. Like, a, like want... he's
1: got a bad aura.
0: Bad aura. Yes. <laughs> oh. So I wasn't sure if you knew anything about that. If anyone else has seen Barry Keoghan, let me give him a goog. Give it, give it a goog. Tell me what you think. Is it just me? Something about him seems off, and I'm I he's will not responding be
1: responding to the name Barry.
0: Right. <laughs> um. I. 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 feel something's going to come out about him. That's my gut feeling. To there, I said. Kristen,
1: when yes. I googled him, yeah. um, one of the first of the first results is. The Barry Keoghan backlash is an inevitable side effect of modern fame.
0: Oh, I didn't start it. Don't look at me.
1: Oh, I know. But it's, uh, it's in the Independent. Let's see. I guess he was in that the Martin, Martin She's a... movie. Yeah, I'm not aware of any backlash because I don't um, know who this person is. But um, why do you ask? Because I wanted to know if you got the same vibe. Oh, that's all. I don't get any vibe from him yet. Yet? Yeah, I mean, if if it, I don't know, if he um, pops up in some media, I end up consuming, I'll let you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> just uh, don't have any experience with him. Okay. So,
0: moving on. Let me know if you think Barry Keoghan, <laughs> if there's something awesome <laughs> about Barry Keoghan, good or bad? Good or bad, yes or no. Uh, okay, now. No. We have another article, of course, and this is from Self Magazine. Eight relationship green flags you should
1: definitely pay attention to. I love this because when we talked about green flags last time, I didn't think many of them actually were.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I, I felt like this is just basic. This is just basic. Uh, okay, so the first one is they respect your boundaries, full stop. The lines you draw for yourself in relationships are not only a way to ensure you feel comfortable, but safe. Uh, that's why, according to Dr. Brown, when someone crosses those lines or even slightly pushes them, you're in red flag territory, which I have said and I 100% agree. Yeah. Number two, they know how to express their feelings or are actively working on their communication skills. That's key. Very key. And it's, but it, and it's rare. It's not rare for. For women, I don't <laughs> say, what about the conversation we just had
1: about these two authors?
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> who are married? I <laughs> know how to express their feelings. I just, I think men, I do think men struggle with that. So for me, it says uh, are actively working on their communication skills. I'm not going to expect them to know how to express their feelings, but I do need to see that you are aware that you have trouble expressing your feelings, and and that you're you're trying to get better at it.
1: I'm not even really comfortable with this one. Saying like only men or like mainly men struggle with this. Like anybody struggles with this. I think men
0: struggle with it more. I don't know. Um, I could, but I could see like I am, okay. I see where you're going here because I could see in a relationship. Um. Yeah, like some people express their feelings in a very unhealthy way like they yell, they cry, they use guilt, uh they use the silent treatment. You know, you you want to make sure they don't they don't do stuff like that, <laughs> right? You just for me it's about the effort. It doesn't have to be perfect, but I have to see that you're aware of it and you're ma- you're making an effort. Right? Mhm. Number three, they make you feel like you're on a team, or at least like they have your back. Uh, Although you're separate entities with individual lives and interests, feeling like you're on a team when you're with someone is a great sign of healthy pairing. You work together and support each other, and neither person dominates decision-making. If you come home and tell them you've been laid off, they comfort you as you work together to solve the issue by, say, respectfully agreeing that they'll pay the bulk of the bills until you find a new position. If you've recently started dating or it's early in the relationship, this teamwork may be as simple as feeling valued when you're cooking a meal together, helping each other with routine tasks, or sharing in the responsibility of planning a weekend getaway.
1: That you, that kind of thing is so key because, like, that's what that's what breaks marriages up. Yeah, yeah, very not much the, so.
0: <laughs> not the artistic rivalry. Like, I, I need to know that you, you have my back. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, the next one, they give you space to be yourself and bond with other people. No one, even people who are madly in love, should be together all the time. Uh, once, uh, the once
1: more for the cheap seats in the back.
0: Yeah. And this whole best friend. Oh, they're my best friend. I mean, they can be. That's cool. I don't know that you're going to want that. Right. But sure. Okay. Um, let's see. They have healthy relationships with others too. Yeah, I think that's a really important one.
1: Do I they do have
0: too. Do they have healthy relationships in their life? Yeah, you know, and and I know a lot of people judge people on whether or not they're close with their family, and I I, I think maybe we should maybe be a little bit more give a little bit more <laughs> grace, a little bit more <laughs> grace there because families are complicated. They're layered.
1: You know, I think it's, that's um, simple. It's starting to to reverse too i think just because so many people have gone no contact with their parents it's like really i don't know the stigma i think is falling away there yes
0: i agree um the next one if they say they're going to do something they do it absolutely follow through is key and again i need to see effort i just need to see the work show me your work that's all i want to see um their behavior their behavior is reliable Not only does a quality partner follow through on commitments, but they're consistent in their actions in general. You know they'll show up, yes, and you also don't need to worry that they're going to fly off the handle at a moment's notice or that they'll suddenly shut down when an issue like them not taking responsibility for chronically showing up late, say, (laughs) arises. Yeah. Like, you. yes, you have to know that, okay, if I bring something up to them, how are they going to react?
1: And this is why I think we've been saying, like, if you feel butterflies, uh, it's not good. It it ain't good. No. Uh, And and that's exactly it. Because something about
0: this person is making you uncomfortable or triggering something. It's putting you on edge. Yeah, It's putting you on on edge. Now, the question is why? Because it could just be that they wear the same cologne. They speak the same. Sure. See that through a little bit, but not too long. (laughs) (laughs) Not too long. (laughs) uh okay you feel good about yourself when you're with them yep yeah i like i definitely agree with that
1: yeah that was those were solidly green flags unlike mm-hmm. the the last listicle we put up of green right flags. right <laughs> these are far more A lot substantive of them kind of problematic i thought
0: yep um, the doctor says, this is one, This is important for everyone, but particularly for people with trauma histories or those who struggle with self-worth for other reasons. Uh, a healthy relationship can be a mirror that lets you see your best self. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so I liked that. Uh, let me see. I keep dating the same type of person should I break my own habits. Good article. Let's see. This is in The Guardian.
1: What do you think? Give me your hot take.
0: I keep dating the same person. Should I break my own habits? Well, does it work? (laughs) Well,
1: I mean, I keep dating kind of implies no, it does not, right? Well,
0: okay. Yeah. We're talking, are you dating? Like, are you just date same person over and over again for like two months and it doesn't work out? Or do you have full blown relationships with these people and it just doesn't work out? Those are two different things. Like do you have healthy relationships? I should say. Like I have a type. You know, I prefer someone reserves. I prefer somebody, you know, with a good sense of self. I prefer somebody with, you know, dry wit or a sense of humor. I, I don't know. Is is it bad to like date that person over and over? Let me say.
1: People in the uh, in the article describe pretty specific physical types. Oh, like the physical stuff. Yeah, you might want to, because that's <laughs> so, always,
0: the physical thing is always based on a memory. It's always based on an experience. You're repeating, you're repeating a pattern. It's that repetition compulsion. You're repeating a pattern, trying to get it right.
1: One woman has two types. Okay, so first we get Freya. She describes her type as rugged and hairy.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Jasmine has two types. She veers between the rats tall, gaunt, and pretentious, (laughs) and the bears, stocky, hairier. Stella, 39, is more consistent.
0: If you were to put everyone I've ever slept with in a room, it would look like a family reunion. A lot of six-foot men with black hair, at least one Irish parent, and often even the same name. Keisha, or Kesha, 35, also pictures her past loves, small crowd of neurodiverse redheads of all genders. My informal survey suggests that types can go beyond blonde or brunette, brunette to be unsettlingly specific.
1: Yeah. it was
0: it was pointed out to me a while ago, and now I cannot unsee it. All the men I've ever dated have looked in some way unwell. <laughs> Her current date runs ultra marathons, yet still looks somehow Dickensian.
1: Hmm.
0: <laughs> which it which it isn't good. It's <laughs> what, not good. <laughs> Ronnie 24 is drawn to women who look like they could be cast in a european period drama like alicia vikander mixed with vicky creeps creps manic pixie fraulein that's simon, interesting simon 37 has a history of dating women who look like his ex e. who looks like the female version of him oh it hasn't caused him any difficulties <laughs> he protests i don't consciously lean into it or away from it um dear simon you're dating your mother that's why. That is what you're doing. You're, trying, you're dating someone who looks like you. Well, you probably look like your mother. Uh, and, he adds, it goes both ways. I think there have definitely been women for whom I have been their type too. Having a type isn't necessarily an issue. The biologist and genetics specialist Liat reads writes in her forthcoming book, A Brief History of Love... That attraction is influenced by a variety of genetic, evolutionary, familial, psychological, social, and cultural factors. And we've talked about this. I mean, we talked about this with that whole 90-day no-kissing thing, that attraction is based not just on hormones. Right. Right? That there's so – like human behavior isn't that – it's far more complex. Um, But it can become problematic when inconsistent with our desires. For example – when we find ourselves repeatedly dating fun but flighty characters though we're seeking a long term relationship. Yeah, that's a that's somebody uh who is emotionally unavailable themselves. Or because either because they're emotionally unavailable or because they're trying to they're intent they're subcon they're repeating a pattern subconsciously and uh, because they're trying to fix something. They're trying to get a solution to something. Yeah. Uh, that's, i
1: mean yeah that's that's basically the gist of the of the article right mm-hmm. the the person who wrote the book suggests dating like a scientist trying out different uh different experiments the experiments are people <laughs> right switch it up switch
0: it up my friend
1: sarah take us home this is interesting because i can like already hear people being like oh but i'm i'm attracted to what i'm attracted to i'm not gonna if i branch out like you're telling me to date medium ugly men we'd never tell you to date medium ugly men ever that's not that's not what we're saying you know you know medium ugly men are the ones starting cults and shit we're (laughs) not we're not here to endorse that behavior right Right. (laughs) um i think the 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 end of this article kind of like it explains the whole thing right like if you break out of this pattern right Uh and you allow yourself to have a a broader view of what you consider attractive like no one's telling you to date ugly men or medium ugly men or people Uh you're not attracted to right we're just saying like chances are you are attracted to more than one physical type right 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 so if you keep dating the same physical type and it's really not working out try to break the pattern well yeah try
0: to break the pattern but first get to the root of the pattern why do you keep dating someone who looks like this what is this about is it because they remind you of somebody safe like like a, a a family member or a friend is it because You had a guy that you had this major crush on in high school and he never paid any attention to you. What is it? You've got to get, I mean, if you keep doing the same thing and it doesn't work and you just keep doing it or you're like, Hey, I'm just going to change. It doesn't really work that way. Right. You have to look deeper. You have to heal the onion
1: as they say. I mean, there's, but there is something to be said too for like avoiding dating people that you are, very physically attracted to again like no one's saying you have to date someone you're not attracted to at all right but like if you feel butterflies it's it's gonna cloud your thinking (laughs) it's not good like i think the the author of the book says uh instead of chasing the spark what you really want is the slow burn is that not what i've said all along yeah, someone is who is I'm really saying. great and continues to get
0: better. That's you want my the hope. Flicker, for you want the flicker because that yeah. intense stuff, man, that burns out very quickly. And like, I don't know. I just let's talk about that for a second. Do you really want to
1: be like insanely attracted to the person you? Talk, you're I mean, dating. Yeah, right. Because like that's where that intensity comes from, right? It's yeah. it's the yeah, like an intense physical attraction like that. That's what gives you butterflies, right? That's what I mean and the and then like the butterflies sort of like feed back into the intensity because yes. you're like oh this person like any any moment they're going to realize like they're better looking than me <laughs> they're gonna lose interest
0: yeah I, i'm like there's a difference i think between like being like and ent- like really physically attracted to somebody um and and really connecting with somebody there's a to- definitely a difference right yeah and i think it's important to to know the difference like, do you connect on a certain level with somebody? Right. Right. Like, do you, like, do you, do you connect emotionally and mentally and, and just have, you know, have great conversations and you're like, oh, like, and that just, and that intensifies your a- attraction.
1: Right. And I mean, I would say like, you can't connect with someone on that level if they make you nervous. Right. Right. And you're nervous because something about them,
0: well, something is triggering something. Again, if you feel those butterflies, you know, just examine it, examine it always. And this is why it's good to have that distance and stay a little detached so that you can have the perspective and the objectivity to look within and say, why am I getting these?
1: Why am I getting these butterflies? What that's is it really about? what it is yeah it's distance and objectivity really so i now i hear people <laughs> now i hear people uh in my imaginary uh audience coming back and telling me like oh this this is what men- women mean when they talk about like oh you have to date a man who's more into you than you are him don't think of it that way you don't like Wait, that one <laughs> no that evergreen mm no i think you could think of it that way if you if you want i mean i mean it's not can. hurting me any
0: yeah i mean you can it's just i don't know that i why would you want to be in a relationship with someone that is more into
1: you than you are into them like it i think people hear that and they hear settling yes well it is yeah. like
0: or hmm, maybe it's not settling but it's more like yeah it's it's just like if you're not into them what do you mean you're not into them but they're they're into you more i would not want to be in a relationship like that because that person would always be trying to like please me and do for me and yeah well i I mean that's that that is appealing to a whole lot of folks (laughs) i I, and i get that but that would make me very uncomfortable that would make me feel like oh i'm taking advantage here but i would also get the ick because I'd be like, dude, do you understand that you're working as hard as you are because you're sensing that I'm not into you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. So and then I'd be like, Love yourself, sir.
1: <laughs> Have a little dignity. <laughs> Have a little Are you not embarrassed? <laughs> oh, dating is so hard. It's I so if hard. People aren't doing it anymore. So hard. <laughs> I like I get it did you see that tiktok that was going around a couple of weeks ago where oh, i think it was a, i think it started with a woman sitting in the car and she was like married women if your husband were to die would you ever date another man and like i didn't see a single response confirming that like yes would try to date men again yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I... pretty much every response i saw was like no i'm good
0: yeah i'm in a true crime group in a discord. um, And a couple of women, the women are married, but the single ones are all like mid thirties and older. And there isn't one of them interested in dating. Yeah. And I get it. It, it It really is. It's, just, it's amazing because it, this, this, these, these women, this group, it fulfills such an incredible need. Like it fills it fulfills a need of, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that support and the people have talked to and the humor and the, that we like the little in jokes, and like we have a little goofy thing when it's somebody's birthday. <laughs> you know, I, I'll do the whole harmonica and then go, hmm. <laughs> and then we're all off key anyway. But it's those little things, and I'm like, oh, I love that. It just when you have those in jokes with somebody else other than someone you're dating, yeah, there's just something about it, man. And when, I'm telling you, when you build those kind of relationships, with other women or other men platonically. And you know how I feel about that. But (laughs) like you'll get to this point where you're like, why am I dating? Because you can get laid. You can get sex is easy to get. Sure can. Right? I don't know if good sex is easy to get. But the emotional support, the camaraderie, the companionship, you can get that from women. You can even get sex from women. But like, you know. Yeah. Make sure it's authentic it's an authentic attraction and don't be like, oh, I'm just doing this because that's not fair to the other person.
1: Unless yeah, it
0: is. That's not fair to the other person unless it is. Meaning what
1: <laughs> Well, if you're both like in the same place about it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sure. True. True, true, true. If you're on the same page. Okay. Follow us on Instagram at Datology Pod. Follow me on Instagram at the T-H-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-A-N-M. M. T-H-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-A-N-M. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the Patreon because our next bonus episode is going to be a um, a true love crime. Mm. And we're going to be talking about the case of Ellen Greenberg.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you don't know anything about her, she's a woman who uh, was stabbed 20 times. Okay. And it was ruled a suicide. Mm-hmm. And her hu- And her husband had some connections there's a whole there's a, it's a whole thing it's a whole story mm-hmm. um look into it um so that you like maybe be familiar with it but it's an it, it's an a creepy story and an enraging story um but you know it's about this married couple and yeah yeah it's about how how Kristen
1: yes. where where do you stand on
0: the staircase I don't know enough about that case. I know about the whole uh, fucking owl thing and like, Oh, there was an owl in it. it. got in her head and blah, 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 blah. I think he killed her. I think he fucking pushed her. I think they were fighting. and I think she fell down the stairs.
1: Okay.
0: Very simple. <laughs> Very simple. Yeah. Um, so send in your letters, please to hello at datologycoach.com or go to datologycoach.com and click ask a question. we love your questions. Please submit questions to us so that we can read them on the show what else? Follow me on YouTube at Datology Coach. Just look up Datology Coach on YouTube and make sure to follow my character analysis YouTube as well, because you know building some steam there. If you like pop culture, true crime, and human behavior, that's what I talk about on the on the uh, character analysis podcast. Follow us on TikTok at Datology Coach and at my character analysis,
1: and send in your questions. Yeah, I mean, at yeah. this point, if you're not dating, we'll take any question, right? We'll take any questions, because uh, how hypocritical would it be if we were like, "Oh, you don't have to date," and then we only answer dating questions, right? You know?
0: Absolutely. What friend? You could have issues at work. You could be issues with a friend. Any? We're open. Yeah, we're very or oh, equal opportunity here. We are, we are um, bog witches, bog warlocks, bog theys. Value your time, and <laughs> if. You want to hear the bonus episode. You want to hear the other bonus episodes. Make sure you're on the Patreon and that you subscribe. The lowest tier is $3 a month. The highest tier is $9. You get the bonus content. You get the monthly Zoom catch-up, which, uh, when's the next one? The next one is next week. Okay. So don't forget and become a pa- uh, Patreon subscriber so that you can hear all the bonus episodes uh, and you can be part of our Zoom community and and get like the little bits of exclusive content that we post here and there. Just go to patreon.com slash coach. That's all we got. Love it. Love it. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Yeah.